This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is the last Reiki show, Zach. The last man. one, man. Championship week. Let's get it. I'm pumped. I'm excited, as you guys should be as well. Um, this is a, a, a huge week for everybody. Um there's so much news to go over, dude. Yeah. Like, like, this is like not the ideal <laughs> championship week. Yeah. Uh, with all the stuff that's going on <clears throat> with the Titans and a few other the Raiders. Like we gotta we gotta get into it. But you know, if you have Raiders, if you have Derrick Henry, you're not really feeling so great right now. No, not at all. Definitely. I mean yesterday there was just so much news. Like usually I know there's usually like as soon as we get off the show, or when we would do the shows at noon, we would get off the show and, you know, all the news would come in. And then you'd have to address it on your story or something like that. But um, there was just like news piece after news piece after news piece coming through on Sleeper, rumors, that kind of stuff. I saw rumors about Terrell Owens going to the Cowboys. <laughs> there was just so much going on. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Definitely, um, you know, just fluctuating all over the place um player stocks values all kind all that kind of stuff not an ideal time like you said um it looks like this is going to be one of the championship weeks to remember and maybe not for good reason i try to pick up to uh but he's not available on he's not sleeper. even on sleeper yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah that's unfortunate as soon could as you imagine added, though i'm could adding you imagine him, if that him. happens <laughs> like, that i so wouldn't cool, dude i wouldn't put it past jerry jones but you know we so just cool. signed our old receiver in ty hilton I don't know yeah. if you need to go sign another one. Double dip. A really, old, a really old one. <laughs> I mean, he was playing in that what the fan controlled football league, and yeah, I yeah. didn't, I didn't get a look to see how he, you know, actually looks. But he's always said that he's staying in shape. You know, um, we'll, we'll have case. to see how it goes. <laughs> start him, start him. Week seventeen, championship week. Yeah, desperate um, start. Right. Desperate start. <laughs> desperate start. Desperate start. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining. Let's get into it, man. Uh, Derek Henry, let's talk about him real quick. He is doubtful to play tonight, so he's not going to be able to help you bring in championships. That means he won't play. He's doubtful. Yeah. He won't play. Don't have any hope. If you really need a running back and you have no better options, like a Tyler Algier or a Chuba Harvard or even Zach Moss, to be honest with you, you know, pick up Hassan Haskins and play him tonight. Yeah, The floor is low, but he'll likely get the work. If you do end up playing him, don't put him in your flex. Put him in your running back spot. And then mm-hmm. move whatever running back you had in your running back spot to your flex. Because if the running back that you had in your running back spot ends up getting hurt on Thursday or Friday, then you're screwed and you're pigeonholed into playing another running back. And where are you going to get that running back from? Right. It's much easier to you know have to replace that running back on Saturday with a wide receiver off the way for wire. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
uh, the floor is going to be super low for yep. uh, for Hassan Haskins. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thinking so, about Derrick Henry, yeah. He's likely going to get the work. You know, my only concern about it is that this offense won't move much against the Cowboys with Malik Willis leading the way. So just pick him up if you don't want to start him, you know, especially if you, you know, even if you don't want to start him, I'll pick him up. So, you, you know, especially if you, th- if you think that he could potentially help your opponent fill a spot in their starting lineup, like in their flex or something like that, maybe they don't have a strong flex. Just right. don't give them options. Just take, t- take him, pick him up. Cause you never know, you know, Haskins, I wasn't the, the biggest fan of Haskins coming out, but he is somebody who has received uh, a ton of work and he's capable of handling a big workload. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So, and he's been yeah. the guy. Like no other running back is notable on the Titans. It's not like they're going to give it to some random guy, unless Julius Chestnut. It might be a Julius Chestnut night. Who knows? You never know. Um, no, you never know. Nobody's ever heard of him. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if they went and tried to like platoon the running backs at this point. You know, just yeah. to see what they have. I, I wouldn't be surprised because Hassan Haskins. Yes, he's a rookie. We haven't seen a whole lot of him, but they also have Julius Chestnut. I think they could easily go that way. Um, the volume isn't locked in, but he's still a volume play because somebody has to take the carries. And you have to imagine with Malik Willis, a quarterback, the passing game probably isn't going to be working. If they had a capable quarterback of leading an offense, I would want to play Haskins. Yeah. Right. Because this is a great opportunity. Um, but, you know, if like a Gardner Minshew was leading this team or, uh, you know, whoever, like yeah. I would be fine. Jared starting Stidham, him. maybe. A Jared Stidham, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, sure. You yeah. Because I'm. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Raiders, man. Yeah. Derek Carr has been benched by the Raiders. Jared Stidham is going to take over, which kind of sucks. You know, this isn't really the game to like figure out what you have in Stidham because he's going up against the 49ers. Yeah. And honestly, like they know what they have in Stidham. Like the NFL kind of knows what, who Stidham is, right? Like, yep. I, I don't know. But Devontae Adams, you know, hasn't been getting it done lately. So, you know, hopefully Stidham just locks onto Adams and just hyper targets him, maybe gives him some better, you know, passes uh, higher yeah better passes higher quality adams. yeah higher quality yeah um but i did move adams down to like a borderline wide receiver one um you know this could turn out okay and better than it's been over the last three weeks my only concern was ian rapaport tweeting that they will be looking at youth at quarterback and other positions and some vets will take a step back assuming yeah. in terms of snaps and playing time so that is my real concern here because you can't score fantasy points if you're not on the field. And in most situations, you know, I'd be playing Devonta Adams no matter what. And right. I'll, I'll be living with it, you know. And I think that's what I'm, I'm going to be doing this week, you know, unless I have some really, really good alternatives. Yeah. I, I think that Devonta Adams is definitely in consideration for a bust. Obviously, he's been, you know, shit in the bed the past couple of weeks. And, and I'm surprised by that even. You know, he's been getting the targets. He just hasn't been getting the quality targets like we just said with Derek Carr. I think this is a big mistake. You're just going to piss off Devontae Adams because like you said, this is why Derek Carr is the reason he went to Las Vegas. I don't know what the prospect is for him long-term. Do you think if like Derek Carr leaves this offseason, which it seems like that's going to happen, like you think Devontae Adams can be happy to stick around and no. try to deal with bridge quarterbacks? That's not what he's going to want. And at this point, like in this season, I think it's definitely possible that he doesn't, you know, obviously this next, this week, this championship week, this would be like an all-time bad beat as far as having a player on your team carry you so hard into the playoffs and then just completely fall off. I mean, for the past three weeks, which have been playoffs, right? He's just been shit in bed. He hasn't had over double digit points. I don't think in the past couple of weeks, 
it's just been horrific. And then for this, it's just like issue on top of issue. I think Jared Stidham could lock on. But like you said, if the guys step back, Devontae Adams, obviously he's upset. If Derek Carr isn't going to be playing, there might be a chance. He just kind of, you know, gives up on this season and just move, moves forward and leaves this one kind of in the rear view. Yeah. You know, the the reason why they benched Derek Carr is because if Derek Carr got hurt in the last two games, then the Raiders won't have a chance to move him. And yep. a lot of that money would be guaranteed. So that's that's kind of the reason why they kind of they're kind of just putting him on ice so that he doesn't get hurt and then they're not locked into him next season. Um, yeah. So it looks like they are going to be moving on from Derek Carr. You know, I was never the a big, the biggest Derek Carr fan. Um, some delusional Der- uh, Raiders fans are probably like, "What? I don't get it. I don't understand. He's top ten quarterback. No, he's not. He's no. not. Okay. Now with Josh Jacobs, like you know, the playing time thing is also a concern with him." Right. And and on top of that, it's a really tough matchup. So, yeah. you know, this makes me super leery of starting him. You know, I'm probably like depending on my options, I'm probably starting him. Like when it's all said yeah. and done, like maybe we'll get more clarity on this before the game from Jay Glazer or someone to say, like, okay, like what is the expectation in terms of snaps for these guys? Like, are they gonna be limited? Are they gonna be coming out after the first half? Like, what's gonna happen? I'm hoping for some clarity there because otherwise. This is a, a really bad situation if you have yeah. either. I, I don't have a ton of either guys like on my teams. Like I have two teams uh, in the championship game. Uh, yeah. So like I don't have to worry about it. Luckily, or Derrick Henry, I've been avoiding him too, which is which was probably a mistake. But yeah, yeah uh, this is not a good situation. I think Josh Jacobs, I'll probably, you know, we did the ranking show yesterday. I haven't mm-hmm. got a chance to move him yet. Uh, but I'm probably going to end up when, when my rankings come out, full rankings come out later, by the way, on patreon.com slash upper hand fantasy flex rankings included. Um, Josh Jacobs will probably be, you know, somewhere in, a, in the RB2 range. Yeah. I mean, I think Josh Jacobs is in a better situation than Devontae Adams. You know, once the dust settles from this move, obviously Jared Sidham starting isn't really a good thing, but maybe he checks it down. Maybe Josh Jacobs, they look at his contract. They're like, well, we didn't pick up his fifth year option. He might leave in the offseason let's just get as much use out of him as we can they might just give him a full complement of snaps we'll see that might be all that's working for them on offense especially if Jared Sidham doesn't play very well um it's a tough matchup anyway we figured he'd be ranked a little bit lower than we've had him in the past couple of weeks but um yeah just, just the way the situation has fallen around him it's going to cause him to drop a little bit further I think that having him as a high-end RB2 wouldn't be a mistake I think that upside might kind of be gone um if Jared Sidham starts and I'm not sure how this offense is going to look with him but we know it's not going to be like anything fantastic the touchdown upside may might be limited um they yeah, do have I'm, I'm less concerned still. i'm less yeah. concerned about jarrah stidham uh when it comes to josh jacobs it's more about it are they going to limit his snaps that's yeah that's yeah gonna, obviously are, are they going to limit his snaps number one and then number two the tough matchup like those are the two things that are kind of glaring for me not necessarily because like at the end of the day i mean i don't know how much of a huge drop off this is from Derek yeah. Carr to Jared Stidham. You know what I mean? Like, I hear you. It's not like Derek Carr is like this amazing quarterback. Like, It's not like you were going from Kyler Murray you know, to Colt McCoy, right? This yeah. is not that. Um, you're going from a mid-level quarterback to another to a low-end quarterback. You know? I, so, yeah, I think the only reason you could say Derek Carr maybe was mid-level and it's not that much of a drop is because he was so inconsistent. There'd be games yeah. where he looked fantastic, and then there are games where he just looked really bad. And he's had a couple right. of those the past few weeks. So I think that kind of comes – that does you know boil it down. I think if you want to look at it, as optimistically as you can this week, like I said, you just hope that 
you know, they make the most of what they have left of Josh Jacobs. They just give him the ball a bunch of times because they obviously don't have him signed next season. He could leave in free agency. Um, we'll see how that's going to go. They declined his fifth year option. Um, there's not a whole lot to be optimistic about with Raiders players right now, but um, I think that you could, in a pinch, get these guys, start them, and they might be able to contribute. But their ceilings, do you think they're pretty much gone? Do you think that RB1, yeah. wide receiver one ceiling for both of these guys yeah. is pretty much out the window for the fantasy championship? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, unless Josh Jacobs gets a full complement of snaps. That's yeah. the only way. Like if Jay Glitz just says that he'll play at, like full or something, then I'll play him as like a low-end RB1 right. this week. All right, let's move on. Tony Pollard didn't practice all week. He's questionable for tonight. It's very possible he does not play. Uh, if he's active, are you trusting him? I don't really want to trust him. I could totally see this being, you know, Zeke's game. And we know how much the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones especially, wants to get Zeke on the field. Um, he's been doing his thing. It's not like Zeke has been bad. But it'll be interesting to see how he performs without Tony Pollard and the offense overall. Because Tony Pollard, he's a big chain mover for this offense. Um, I don't think I would trust Tony Pollard tonight, even if he starts. I think Zeke's going to be in line to get the touches. He, we know we, he can handle it. He might not be super efficient like Tony Pollard, but they're not going to hesitate to give Zeke 20 carries if that's what it comes down to. And that could definitely be possible tonight. So I would say don't trust Tony Pollard. Zeke, I don't want to bump him up, but I think he has just a better chance of scoring a touchdown tonight. Um, he has He's at like 800-some yards. Uh, Tony Pollard's at 988. I think both of these guys could get to 1,000 yards by the end of the season. This would be like the Zeke game to put up 80 yards and a touchdown. I think he's pretty much a lock for that kind of production. And then maybe, I mean, I mean Malik Davis has been around. He's not going to be getting like any massive target share out of the backfield. But Zeke could get a couple more passes going his way too, which could definitely buoy his production. I wouldn't be surprised if he hits 20 uh, fantasy points PPR tonight against the Titans. I would be surprised if Zeke hits 60 yards rushing tonight. You and that's so? assuming that's assuming the Titans are playing all their defensive starters. Um, so they're the, missing. They're, I think wasn't Jeffrey Simmons ruled out? Like there are a couple guys that they definitely ruled out. Jeffrey and, Simmons has been banged up for a little while now, um, right. and a few of these other guys as well. But they've still been super stout against the run. And on top of that, Zeke hasn't really been efficient. I'm really just banking on a touchdown for Zeke. Like I think 60 yards and a touchdown would be solid. I'll be happy with that. You know, yeah. if, if he ends up doing that. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't want to bump him up too much. Uh, if Pollard is out, I, I could see them, you know, uh, you know, kind of leaving Zeke, you know, in a similar role that yeah. they already had and, and maybe bringing Malik Davis, you know, kind of playing that 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 compliment role to yep. Zeke. Um, I can see them doing a little bit of that. Are you trusting uh, Pollard if he starts? I mean, I, I think that's. Uh, yeah. Right. No. You know, I, I'd have to move him down to an RB2. You mm -hmm. know, um, we had him, you know, in our top 10 going into the week, assuming that he would have practiced on Wednesday. Uh, if he's active, I'm most likely going to play him. Um, he has too much juice for me not to play him, right? If he's yeah. active, you know, and if he's active, he'll be active for a reason, you know, it, it, and it's probably because he's okay. It's not like he left the game last week, right? right. He, he, didn't, he didn't leave the game. So maybe they're just trying to rest him up on a short week. If he's active, he is traveling with the team, right? Mm -hmm. So he is going to Tennessee. He'll be in Nashville. If he's active, I'm most likely going to play him, but I, I am yeah. bumping him down a little bit. The thing that makes this complicated too, if this game were on Sunday, I feel like both running backs would play, Derrick Henry yeah. and Tony Pollard. It's just, of course, it happens to be Thursday that these two huge fantasy contributors in championship week, you know, they're probably – Derrick Henry's probably not going to play. And Tony Pollard's obviously in danger of missing time. Um, so yeah. if it were just – if it were a Sunday game, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But that's not the reality of the situation. I, I just think that's interesting. It's like, of course, you know, right. championship <laughs> week. Just to complicate it even further with all this news that came out.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Carson Wentz is starting for the commanders this week. Going to have to bump Terry McLaurin down. He's gotten yeah. only 15.7% of Wentz's targets compared to 29% from Taylor Heineke. McLaurin was the wide receiver 31 through the five weeks Wentz started. And since then, with Heineke, he's been the wide receiver 11. So I want to bump up Curtis Samuel because he's been he's been Wentz's favorite target when he was starting. But Cleveland has been one of the best teams defending slot wide receivers. So I don't want to trust him this week. Uh, Jahan Dotson, you know, got it done with both quarterbacks. So I'm good with him. But yeah. I'm just a little worried about McLaurin this week. Like I'm still starting him as like a low end borderline wide receiver, too. But I am definitely lowering expectations. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway you have to have. Jahan Dotson, I don't think you have anything to worry about him with him because um he was getting it done with Taylor Heineke when he was fully healthy. We saw that. It's just going to be more of the same. Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz, when you look at their stats, are pretty much exactly the same quarterback. It's just the target distribution changes. With Taylor Heineke, it's Terry McLaurin most of the time. And with Carson Wentz, it's Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel most of the time. So it's funny that it works that way, but I see more of that happening this week. Um, I think Carson Wentz is just fine. He'll be able to support two fantasy wide receivers. It's just been his pick and choose thing, you know, where Terry McLaurin just gets left out. I would be surprised if Terry McLaurin has a good week this week. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Doug Peterson, he said the Jaguars won't be resting their starters this week. So that's good news. Uh, hopefully he's telling the truth. <laughs> so go ahead and yeah. start Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. You know, I don't love Kirk's matchup this week, but still very startable, obviously. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he's getting the start this week with Tua out. He does, in fact, have a concussion. So his future, you know, just in the NFL in general is unknown at this point. Uh, but we need to lower expectations for the Dolphins offense against the Patriots. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, you know, they had one good game, you know, in that Bridgewater start. But yeah. that was against the Vikings. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, the Patriots aren't amazing either. So, you know, I'm still starting both guys, but I did move both down a little bit. I have a hill at five, which is me moving hill down. And yeah. then I got Waddle at 14 this week, which is kind of where he's been uh, lately. So Waddle's one of those guys, like obviously, as we saw last week, you know, he doesn't get a lot of targets, but you know, when he gets the targets, he makes the most out of them. Right. So yeah, uh, I'm still starting both guys pretty easily, even with Teddy Bridgewater in. Jalen Waddle doesn't need that many targets to do what he needs to do. That's just the bottom line. You know, he's, he's a big play threat. That's what it comes down to with him. But um, with Tua, man, I don't know what to expect. Like you say, his future in the NFL is uncertain. Like it's just interesting the way they've handled his injuries. You know, obviously you can clown on the medical staff as much as you want, but at the same time, like Tua, you figure he has to know when he's not feeling right. Um, in the second half of that game, he threw three picks. He didn't look right. Um, just something commentary that I'm seeing. I'm not sure how he's going to come back. I mean, he should come back. Like people can get cussed, concussed and be just fine. But he, what has he had now? Three concussions this season? Yeah, like two official and then three unofficial. Like that's bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's that's really, really bad. bad overall. I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see um, where he goes after the season and what happens. But um, yeah, just as far as this week, I'm not moving him down too much. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall, just because we know the type of playmakers they are. That's the bottom line. Exactly. 
Yeah. Christian Watson didn't practice on Wednesday. Monitor his status through the week. Still has two more days to get a limited in so he can play uh, if that's the case. Uh, but we talked about that situation at length yesterday. Obviously, Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazar would get a bump, but all of them are in play regardless. Yep. Um, Lamar Jackson still isn't practicing. You know, not good for him in terms of like whether he'll be playing this week. I, I, it doesn't look like he's going to play. If he's not practicing on Wednesday after missing that much time, he might not play. And he, he might be protecting his status, you know, as a potential free agent. I yeah. would assume that, you know, he's going to get tagged by mm-hmm. Baltimore after this year because, like, you know, at the end of the day, the teams hold, you know, he, they hold all the cards when it comes to free agency, which yeah. I'm not a big fan of. But at the end of the day, they can easily tag him for one more year. Yeah, that would be fine. The thing is, I don't think there's a reason for Lamar Jackson to, you know, rush back, even if it's, you know, like saving himself for free agency, that kind of thing. Um, they do have a playoff game that they're going to be guaranteed, you know, at the yeah. end, at the after the season. So he's probably going to try and stay healthy for that. Like, there's no reason to rush him back. You have your playoff spot locked up. I don't think the seeding's going to change a whole lot. You have to catch up to the Bengals, which isn't going to happen. I, I think that he's he's a candidate to just sit the rest of the way. And obviously, this is yeah. the last uh, relevant fantasy matchup this week. But I, I think you should go into this week just assuming that he's not going to play. Um, even if he gets limited, I don't think they're going to rush him back. It's just a fact of the matter. You know, he doesn't have to play. There's no reason to risk him re-injuring that before they get to the playoffs. Because you don't want to go to the playoffs with Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown if something happens to Tyler Huntley. We've seen Huntley go down this season, too. Colt McCoy, he's, he has cleared the concussion protocol, so he's going to be starting for the Cardinals this week. So upgrade uh, an already downgraded DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown from yeah. last week You know, with Trace McSorley. That was terrible. It's going to get better this week <laughs> a yeah, little bit better we hope <laughs> I, I don't Austin think Greg Dorch is going to be leading the team in targets if Colt McCoy is playing Colt McCoy at least uses the weapons that he's been given you never know because Greg Dorch wasn't even on the field in the two games with Colt McCoy so, so right. we'll see you never know man like whoever's been the slot receiver has been getting targets yeah so we'll see um Austin Eckler was limited in practice because of a knee injury uh the Chargers have clinched a playoff spot so I would throw Josh Kelly on the back of my bench right now just in case. Yeah, just so in you, case. If, you dri- if you're driving, pull over. Don't pull out your phone right now while you're driving. Pull over. Throw Josh Kelly in your bench. Okay? <laughs> just do it. Tyler Lockett hasn't practiced yet to start out the week, so monitor that through the rest of the week just in case. If he does play, uh, I would play him as a, a high-end wide receiver too. Regardless yeah, of the matchup. I think that actually might help the offense overall, and I think I've talked about this Definitely. a couple times this week. You know, Tyler Lockett plays. I think they'll have that quarterback-friendly receiver, and I'll help the overall offense stay on the field. We saw they had trouble doing that last week, and that was a big reason why they had such a quiet, fancy day. There were no touchdowns to go around. So if Tyler Lockett's on the field, I think you can maybe give DK Metcalf a bump in terms of his security. Maybe not his ceiling, but obviously the floor goes up, I think. And then guys like Noah Fant, you can move him up too, just to spread the defense out. Having Tyler Lockett back would be huge. Otherwise, I think DK Metcalf is a fine start. He's just not as good, I think as he would be if Tyler Lockett was on the field. I'd also upgrade Gary Wilson if Tyler Lockett plays uh, because there would be more uh, chances for the other side of the ball. Yeah, so, yeah, point, points to chase. More competitive games, you want that for your wide receivers. Yep. Um, Chris Olave did return to practice on Wednesday in a limited fashion. Not sure if he's playing. Uh, I don't love him this week anyway against the Eagles perimeter defense. Right. Um, but just monitor that in case he's your only option. Miles Sanders didn't practice on Wednesday because of a knee injury. I'd also pick up Boston Scott just in case because I think Boston Scott's going to take over that Miles Sanders role. This is a good offense. 
Boston Scott would be, I think, a, a low-end RB2 play if Miles Sanders misses this week. So just keep that in mind. You know, there hasn't been much reported on Sanders' injury, but he did not practice on Wednesday. So something to keep in mind. Pick up Boston Scott just like you would, you know, just to block everybody, yep. block your opponent, but also in case you need a flex play this week. Yeah, anytime that kind of thing happens, a player misses, just go pick up their handcuff. You know, it's pretty simple rule of fantasy football. If you have the space, just go get them. Um, I'm not – Especially this week because yeah, you know, it's championship week. So you not only do you want to block – you know, there's only one other opponent if you're in the championship, right? So, like, yep. you, you know, this, and also it's like you're not saving – you're not stashing any guys on your bench, right? So it's like yep. pick up the guys that matter for this week. Yeah, there's no long-term stash, and it's like if a guy's injured, just get rid of him. It's very just matter-of-fact at this point. Just go get who you need and that kind of thing. I completely agree. Jerry Judy left the field with a trainer in practice yesterday, so that's something to monitor. Uh, his ankle injury has been bothering him a little bit. He was officially listed as limited, but this would mean more if he's kept out of practice today. So just yeah. monitor that. Um, by the way, Jerry Judy is a perimeter wide receiver now. He's not playing out of the slot anymore, even with Cortland Sutton in. So just keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, Aaron Jones did get a limited practice in on Wednesday, which is a good sign that he'll play this week. So I'd expect more touches this week than, than last week. He only he had less than 10 touches last week. So that that's really sucked and probably yep. not throughout the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but if you did, if you did it and you're, you're still thinking of starting him this week, I think if you can get a full week of practice, practice in, even if it's limited the entire week, I'm still starting him as like a high-end running back too. This week. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, you talk about maybe he knocked you out of the fantasy playoffs. It was funny because last week it seemed like everybody that was supposed to do well didn't. Like there were no studs that really went off. You know what I mean? Like it was just a quiet week overall. But, yeah, Aaron Jones, I think if he starts, you know, you have to start him. If he's playing, there's no reason to, like, worry about him. Obviously, he had his touches capped last week. But you can't really go in reverse in terms of healing unless, you know, you suffer a setback during the week. He's going to get healthier and he'll be just fine, I think. A.J. Dillon hasn't been super efficient, so I'm not worried about them leaning on him too much. Um, they'll get Aaron Jones back and they'll use him like he's supposed to be used. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 